This episode of the only podcast about movies was recorded a little differently. While we are blessed this time with a phenomenal guest co-host, we did run into a bunch of technical problems with this episode, which actually I had to end up using the backup file of the record just in case. Now, while I still think it sounds pretty damn good, if you hear any pops or drops or weird little oddities, please forgive us this time around. With all that said, enjoy the show! up internet the time to worry about crossing lines was a lot of lines ago my name is matthew kroll nobel prize ain't gonna win itself i'm jessica tucker and this is the only podcast about movies specifically the film spider hair don't don't what your price for flight i'm so sorry i had to do that instantly we are joined not by shahir dowd ladies and gentlemen he is indisposed right now so to save my cinematic behind is the one, the only, the fantastic uh, producer and human being, Jessica Tucker. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm so uh, happy to be here. I am so happy you are here. We have not seen each other in a little bit, so this is always lovely. Yeah. Um, Jess, I'm going to be incredibly honest with you. Mm-hmm. When I first watched this movie, when I finished it, I was like, and I'll explain why I thought this later on in the podcast, I was like, I think this is something that Jess Tucker would find very interesting. Mm. Not like, but interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thrilled to have you on the show today. Yeah, and right about that you are, because I did indeed find it interesting. I love the tone. The tone here is very important and, and telling of what is to come. <laughs> yes. But let's... Because- as you pointed out, liking it and finding it interesting are not the same thing. They are not the same thing. Uh, but uh, no emails this week, everybody. But you can email us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com and we'll get your cinematic thoughts out there. Let us know what you thought of Spiderhead and we can talk about it next crime. But until then, Jess, I'm going to read the Internet Movie Database description of what Spiderhead really is. You know, what it's about. We're going to get down to its core, its very essence through this description. In the near future, convicts are offered a chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love begins questioning the reality of his emotions. Mm. That is Mm. technically, we're both like, we're both sitting here like wiggling our heads. That's, that's where we're at. You Uh, (laughs) want to play up the love story part of it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That was a part. Uh, Jess. Let's just dive right in. Uh, what are your first impressions of Spiderhead? First impressions are that the I think the biggest get that this movie has and and probably what will entice the most people and its biggest offering is the talent. Yes. So great cast. Great cast. We've got Chris Hemsworth, you know, we're seeing him in a way that we've never seen him before. Um, seeing a different side to his acting. I thought he did a great job, came through with that American accent. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are bringing that up, like, because I think it's maybe our first time hearing him with an American accent. Sure. I don't know. Um, other than maybe the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, I think he, he had one in the Ghostbusters movie as well. But um, yeah, and then obviously, you know, Miles Teller, who, you know, has proven himself well before this movie. Um, and then um, Journey Smollett, who is of full house fame no remember yes she was michelle from full house's best friend 
Well, now I'm not going to not be able to see that. <laughs> and she's had a super long career. And her and Miles Teller have amazing chemistry. In yes, this. very and much so. so. Um, yeah, talent, great A talent, like great performances. Um, I'm sensing and- a butt. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I, I want to give Chris Hemsworth a compliment while also insulting other people. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many actors, many of them in the MCU or superhero genre, that when they play a thing, all you see is the actor, not the character that they're playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think The Rock, though I love The Rock, uh, is always The Rock. Ryan Reynolds is yes. always Ryan Reynolds. Even, you know, Jeff Goldblum is always Jeff Goldblum, but he's kind of worked into that, and I'm kind of cool with it. But, like, uh, where Chris Hemsworth, you always, at first, you're always like, oh, yeah, he's always going to be kind of like Thor, right? Like, he's always, like, whatever. But we've seen him in a couple different things now where he's not that the first being, weirdly, uh, the 2000, oh God, how old is this one? The, the all-female Ghostbusters reboot. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 He played uh, a very funny character in that who, oh. who spoilers, eventually gets possessed and kind of becomes a, a big bad, though the writing doesn't support that. But Chris Hemsworth does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Here, again, as the characters who I cannot even remember how to pronounce their name, Ab- Absenti? Is his name uh, Abnesti? Abnesti. 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 Yeah. Uh, also, the name of his company in the in the his pharmaceutical company in the in the film. Um. He he shows like I, I never was like oh, I I mean beyond the first five minutes like I stopped thinking it was Chris Hemsworth and yeah. that's interesting because it's not that like his performance is so passionate or his American accent is so double plus but. I mean, he's doing he's doing the job, right? Like he's not just leaning on what he's good at. He's acting a character, and therefore, I started to interpret and witness that character as opposed to oh, that's Chris Hemsworth doing that thing. Like Miles Teller does that all the time. I feel like uh, Journey Smollett does that all the time. But there are some, you know, that just don't. And here, yeah. I think again, Chris Hemsworth beyond Thor, beyond all the other stuff, it was just on full display. Um, yeah, so I, I 100% sort of agree with the, with the talent side of it. Um, how how how'd you feel about the rest of it? What you, I feel like are, are you are you you dancing around something? Do you not like it? Do you like it? What's going on, Jess? I don't. Well, you know, I'm not one to poo poo. I don't ever want to like. Come I don't on know. And be like I hated it. I don't know. Uh, I, if you want to go back, listeners, to our Scott Pilgrim episode, <laughs> you could really hear Jessica Tucker poo poo all over that show. <laughs> but I came in. I didn't come in hot. I like. Ca- I came for that movie, but I didn't come in like hyping hot. And I guess I'm probably going to do the same now. You came in. You came in like a panther to that movie. Like <laughs> you, cr- you like moved in slowly, knowing what control you had, and then proceeded to try to just rip it to shreds, which I defended as best I could. <laughs> you you don't come in hot, Jess. You you come in planned. You come in practiced. <laughs> You come in ready. There are there are different things. So so without further ado. But I here's the thing. I always <laughs> want to I always look for the best. I always want to, you know, walk away 
I, you know, I only have so many moments in a day. I gave a couple hours to this movie. I want to take away something about it that I enjoy, but I really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's work through it. What did you like? Okay, I think, I think that it's not necessarily that anyone. I don't think it was necessarily the craftsmanship of the movie, but I think that whenever you're pulling from a short story, it's kind of tough because I crave, like I want world building Mm -hmm. there. You have like this very, like you said, it's like we're in the same, you're basically in the same set the entire movie. And to me, like, I don't like that. That gets a little claustrophobic. Like, Mm. um, there's a couple of times, you know, they get into a boat and they go out into like the outer parts of the island and everything. But also, by the way, Spiderhead, I don't think this came across in the movie unless I missed it. But I li- I did listen to a review of the short story because mm-hmm. um, I didn't have time to read the short story. But I listened to a review of the short story. So that compound that they're in, the reason it's called Spiderhead is because it's it looks like a spider. Yeah. Did you pick that? Did you pick that up from like the movie imagery? No, no. I well, I so the reason I thought it was called Spiderhead Prison was because the top of it looked like a tiny little spider head popping out of the island. Like that's kind of what I <laughs> took it as, but I didn't know that the facility itself like had like eight legs and you yeah. know that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like the control rooms are like the legs, and then where um, the Steve's his yep. control, what he, like the head of the area is like the head of the yeah. prison or whatever. So. I mean, it, it. that's one thing, uh, side note, I will say, just since we're talking about set design, uh, something that I actually did really like about it was the look and the design of the space. It didn't give that spider head th- that angle of it. I think they kind of dropped mm-hmm. that, which for better or worse, I don't know. But I loved that, like, Steve's dorm was literally upstairs from the testing room. Like, it showed you, like, what he thought was important. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it would have. I feel like it would have sold it as like a little bit. It would have felt a little bit more sinister if we could have even have gotten some aerial view of that compound where it looked a little like evil and spidery. It didn't. It wasn't. It could have gave that, and it didn't give. That. There were aerial. There were aerial much. shots. They did not look evil or spidery. I. I a hundred percent agree. I wanted. It's just like if you're gonna call it. I. I <laughs> Like after the fact, once I knew that that was why it was called that, it's like that was a miss. Like they could have like played that up in the movie, and sure. I think that it would have made it feel a little bit more sinister. Yeah. Um. I. So this was something, and I knew this before watching it, and so I think that I might have like kind of tripped myself up a little bit. But the writers were saying because I listened to the writers who didn't, they were doing a promo interview, and so it wasn't spoilery. Right. They were saying that because it was a short story that they had to fill in a lot of the screenplay. Yes. And it kind of you can to me like I kind of feel like I can tell where it got broken up between the original <laughs> same and yep. what they were filling in and then it kind of like picks up again at the end but then I was like not satisfied when it end, right. ended. Um and so and then it's funny cuz then I was watching the ultimate source of criticism these days tiktok to see oh god 
TikTok. I was just like watching really quick, like before we got on, I was like watching TikTok reviews, and they were all like, "the It was weird in the middle. Like there was like something off about the middle. Like it, like it got like it, um, it like it slowed down or something. And I'm like, that. I think it's because, um, it was like that change, and like the writers were then having to fill in for like content that wasn't there, and they were having to make it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, I yeah, it's like I didn't. I don't know. I, I just also, you know what? This is a personal thing. This is like completely like unrelated to any, like, again, like stepping away from like the speaking about the craftsman, craftsmanship of the movie. Yep. I don't like things that are like low vibe. Like it's like I'm a generally happy person. And whenever I watch something <laughs> that I feel like is – it's like there's nothing there's none of these characters that have anything aspirational for me sure nothing i can take away from that's going to add value to my life anything like that like nothing to like make me feel i don't feel any better watching it i only feel worse like i generally don't like to watch things that make me feel worse than like my status quo throughout the day <laughs> sure 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 you 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 you're more of a of a laffodil gal as opposed to a dark and flux is what you're telling me <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I just generally, like, don't gravitate towards things like that. Sure. Um, and so I just, I don't know. It was just a little bit, like, not fun. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> no, and, fun and, and, and overall, Jess, I agree with you. Um, I This movie suffers from what I consider... Um, the cardinal sin of hyper-interesting topic and even possibly hyper-interesting world mm -hmm. and then not a whole lot done with it. Because at the end of the day, we'll start getting into sort of some minor spoilers here. What mm -hmm. this becomes is a, oh, they gotta escape. Yeah. And that's not the interesting part. I, to be perfectly honest, while they tried, like, uh, you know, uh, Miles and, and Journey's characters of Jeff and Lizzie, they had good chemistry. But their, mm -hmm. like, backstories did not – didn't ingratiate me enough to look for their redemption arc with one another. Like, like I get <clears> – <throat> Okay. To me, I didn't get any sense that they were like, really trying to get out until like maybe a little bit at the end. But were you feeling that like they like? No, they were trying to get out. I, I don't think until the very end. But that's what it becomes. Like I instead of this is this is what I wanted. So uh, uh, you're getting a little bit more into spoilers, so I can explain what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, the the pharmaceutical company that Chris Hemsworth character works for or owns is trying to basically test a bunch of different behavior changing drugs. Uh, with a very clever um, uh, thing that sort of comes into play where all of the names not only are, are, are super fun, Laffodil, uh, Verbulance, uh, Lavactin, Darkenflux, uh, Phobica, and Obediex are all of these, these, these drug names. But he puts them on a bingo card because he realizes that, like, if you can get a whole bunch of these other ones in one, the Obediex will, will override all of it. You got a drug that can make people do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. and, 
and that to me and the the states like the the like what that would mean for the world uh and what that would do to things is a far more interesting proposition for me than like oh no Will these two convicts that kind of seem nice now because they fell in love in a cushy prison escape this terrible human test that they signed up for? Like I didn't care. I don't know yeah. if that makes me cold or not. And and and, and that's not to that's not to um, downplay the performances. I think they try to do what they can. And there is a um, uh, the redemption arc, especially um, of Jeff Miles Teller's character, is. There's a test of like uh, he, they they do a test where um, uh, the love love actin uh, he, uh, he him and a, and two different women are given it and they both he and these two women separately have sex and then the test is who will he administer the darken flocks which gives you uh, terrible uh, awful feelings mm-hmm. who will he administer it to because they're trying to test. Like who he loves more and why, or if the drug affects love, except like lasting effects. Yeah, they want to see if there's any residual feelings to see if it like basically like altered like his non-drugged state. Yeah, like, did it? Is it altering him as a person? Yeah, um, and like all of that to me is the stuff that I found interesting. But like, I, we're not given enough of the Jeff and Lizzie characters. I feel to be able to empathize with what they went through to get to this prison. Like mm-hmm. we get Miles's uh we get Jeff's story, the drunk driving and he got his uh his girlfriend and his best friend killed. Um and and then we eventually get a little bit of of Lizzie's story, but we don't get it in flashbacks. We just get like the 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 drop of what happens, which we don't wow. have to spoil here for effect. And um uh, I, I again I, I found the world more interesting than the characters. I think to your point, like there's nothing like I didn't feel good that they escaped. Yeah. And I cause I now I'm kinda I don't want to walk it back completely because it's like I'm not saying that I don't like something dark or something thrilling or like I only like rom coms or anything like that. Like I'm not saying that, but it's like I need to be a little bit more, I need to be able to like go all in kind of with the characters and like go on the journey with them. And yeah, there really wasn't much of a journey to go on. Like it's just kind of like torture. Yeah. So the <laughs> the only character that has a remotely redeemable arc is the actor Mark uh, Paguio. I, I, I'm probably butchering that as uh, Verlaine, who I also think was also named first name Mark. Um uh was that correct? I was looking at my old quote. Yeah, I don't know. Shut up, Mark. Um yeah. uh he eventually like decides that this isn't right and gets like the cops or whatever. But they don't pay it off. They don't pay it off. Well, that's that's the weird thing too, right? Like <sighs> Anyway, you don't ever see him again. <laughs> and there's no and there's no like I don't want to just totally spoil the movie like right at the 30 minute mark, but like there's no come up and like it cuts the movie off at a certain point like the people we're supposed to be rooting for are now escaped convicts that are that like the police are ignoring uh, because maybe like one of them wasn't supposed to be there and was being lied to or something like that. Maybe they kind of t- toy with that idea. Um, well, yeah, because, yeah, it's like they you find out, too, that technically like they were free to go and could have left a week ago. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like maybe the cops weren't coming for them because I don't know. Yeah. 
So the structure, the how, the how and the why of the actions of the film, I think are bland and uninspired. Um, the performances are really good. Yes. I like the set design. PC personally for me, I like a film that is small and in a, a, a in a contained area, especially if that's part oh. of what the plot is. Now, granted, yeah. would I have rather a cooler looking building that actually had spidery tendencies and then it could make sense with the name? Yes, a hundred percent, I would. But I actually really liked that thing. I also. Um, um, I can't remember the country. I'm going to sound like such a doofus. Email us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. There are multiple countries that do prisons without all the chemical alterations, much like this, where they treat prison. I think it might be in Norway or the Netherlands, where it's like some like maximum security prisons are basically like kind of posh summer camps. Now, it's not that the 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 no one should be punished for their for their crimes, but there's like studies about things where it's like if you're looking to rehabilitate people. Throwing them in a, you know, uh, concrete cell with one hour outside a day and with no real opportunities isn't going to be like if you want to punish them, that's sure. But like if you're looking to, you know, rehabilitate and sort of get society moving forward, I am a fan of the sciences of uh, alternate prison systems. I, I've looked stuff up there. There's it's it. I don't know. That's a, that's a point of interest for me because I think we could a hundred percent do it way better than the industrialized fucking churn house that we have in the United States. So oh what, yeah. when I found out that when I was watching this movie and I was like, Ooh, okay, this is an alternate prison that they're obviously trading off. Like, you, you know, there's, there's definitely like rules. Like whenever the drugs were to be administered, they had to say, um, uh, not comply. I can't remember what the word was that they always had acknowledged. Yeah. Acknowledge. And uh, like, so like there's rules and you think it's a system that's sort of set up to be fine. uh, And then it slowly kind of spins out of control. But I found that structure. Interesting. The morals of that interesting. Is it moral to this feels like a more real life version of the suicide squad? Meaning here's a bunch of people in prison do you want to have it be a little more cushy? Well, you got to go on this mission where you might die. You want it to be a little more cushy? Well, you got to be a test bunny for a pharmaceutical company. Like, th- I find that moral, incredible gray area yeah. interesting. They don't really explore it. Like, they that's. Don't. Yeah. No, because even just you saying that now, like, I don't, it wouldn't have popped into my mind to compare it to Suicide Squad. Like, now that you say it, that that makes sense. And, like, you're right, it is kind of like the same thing. But, yeah, it's like this weird thing of, like, they're stripped from their free will in a way. But then there's, like, this, they are, it's like forced free will where, like, they have to say, acknowledge. Because if they don't, they're going to get, like, written up and then thrown out. So yeah. it's, like, it's it's the illusion of free will. Yeah. There, there's a lot of very interesting, uh, you know, shadow on the cave wall scenario bits here from a philosophical mm-hmm. perspective, right? Like, yeah. it, you know, it is cushy and nice and you are more free. You can walk about and play video games and have a lovely – I mean, uh, I think Lizzie walks around with, like, gourmet prepared appetizers cooked in copper cookware – uh, but, uh, if you don't say acknowledge and you don't let them pump you full of like, uh, what was one of them? The, uh, oh, let's go with, uh, uh, phobica where you just start having a phobia about something. Uh, and then they write things down in a little journal. Uh, then you would be written up and sent back to regular prison. 
So like, yeah, it's a choice. But like, again, gray area. And well, I mean, look, then, oh, sorry. You. Well, the other, the other gray area too is like, it seemed to me like the experiments weren't even really about the experiments. It was about how they then articulated the experience of the experiment, if that makes any sense. Because they kept cranking up. There's another chemical that they would get that would make them articulate. Verbalance. Verbalance. And so if they weren't articulating, talking, like they were always like forced to speak or at least Jeff was forced to speak about it. And if he couldn't speak about it, they would crank up that verbal chemical, make him go into all these details. And so, because I was thinking about like the shame aspect too, is like he was walking around. There's a lot of shame to like all these characters. And that really shouldn't have been if they're in all of these isolated experiences, except for the observer effect of Steve. Right, right. Yeah, there's a, a side note about the verbal ants. Uh, I was reading a thing. In the short story, it made the person, like, speak in, like, Shakespearean prose. Like, it was supposed to be, like, all very, like, verbose, uh, 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 over-the-top verbiage. But I like that they didn't do that here because the filmmakers, the writers of this movie were like, that never really made sense. Because, like, if you're not a person who read Shakespeare, you wouldn't know how to fucking talk like that. So, like, it just makes you talk more. It makes you try to describe yeah. it at your level. And I think they did that pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, and again, then we go into another aspect of it that I think is more interesting than what the movie does with it. And that is the, the commoditization and morality about manipulating emotion. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking a lot. This is the thing, honestly, Jess, where I thought you would, would find fairly interesting when I was thinking about this, because I think it's safe to say over various steak and fries dinners that we've had that you and I have talked about some fairly deep shit and mm-hmm. sort of like meaning of the universe stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to take something as powerful as human emotion and turn it into a chemical that a pharmaceutical company runs, even beyond the eventual goal in this film of OBDX, which is supposed to be like to make them do whatever they want. I think there's a line when they're asking Chris Hemsworth character, like, what would what would, the, what would, uh, what would this be for? And he's like, oh, I don't know, like make them not scared or something or shut the fuck up or wait their fucking turn. Like he snaps for a second. Mm-hmm. Like um, the, the commoditization of not only having emotions, but making other people have emotions chemically, I found absolutely fascinating and terrifying. That's the scary part of this for me. It's not, oh no, is this prison safe or is it moral of what's happening? It's like what what these represent because while this prison, while the Spiderhead prison is in a way, as we've said, stripped people from their free will uh, in different ways. Uh, or justly or unjustly. This is the next level of stripping everyone from their free will. Because yeah. I took this to its natural conclusion of, oh, if this pharmaceutical company gets this out, then that means this is all going to become capitalism and everyone's fucked. Like, yeah. and and I found that fascinating and I wish they explored it more. Again, I know this is like the beginning and I don't want to see like Spiderhead 2. I don't think that's fucking worth it. 
<laughs> Same, but it just feels like there's so much, there's so much there and we didn't get any of it. Like <laughs> there's yeah. so much that they could have done. And it, I don't know. It's, I mean, there's only, there is only so much that you can do with like a movie, but then I don't know. There's like a lot that happens in like a Marvel movie. Like there is, there's, there is, if they really did want a spider head too, they could have like, You'd spent 10 years with a script and like, this is what we got. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> look, look. And, and again, I think the world that they built is neat. I think they don't play in it enough. They don't do anything with it. You yeah. built this wonderful structure, this, yeah. this thing. Um, again, this is a world. This is, the, this is the strangest part. This is a world, not the Spiderhead prison, but a world where there's things like Laffodil and Darkenflox that affect laughing or being happy or, like, being absolutely terrified. I'm going to remember these names of these drugs. Like, I'm going to use them colloquially. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, like, integrate them into my <laughs> verb because, like, I think they're a really cool uh-huh. idea. And I loved yep. – side note. I loved the way that the film revealed what the world was and what it was doing. Because it didn't info dump you in the beginning. It like let you be there and be confused until you gradually picked the like it didn't. It, no one ever held up a vial and was like, this is Laffodil. It's going to make you really happy and think the funniest stuff is or the most yeah. inconsequential stuff is funny. Instead, it starts with a man being told benign things and laughing his ass off. And you have yeah. no idea why. And then you just get it immediately because they open with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you well, you get. Yeah. So like my, I like how it's presented. I just don't like what they present in the end. Like they have all the tools, they have the best toy box I think you can imagine. Yeah. And the and and actors willing to go the distance for whatever you want to do. And I feel like Ooh, wait. You know what? This was in development for like 10 years. Yeah. There's something that happens. And I don't know if you've experienced this, Jess. I know I have. Where if you have a project that you've been trying to work on and get off the ground for an extended period of time, Mm -hmm. there's a definite like losing the forest through the trees kind of vibe. Like the goal goes away from the minutia of what made it special and more get it across the fucking finish line. Like like I've had that happen and I look back and I'm like, oh, this isn't the thing that I was terribly excited about. Yeah. Well, how can you? No one's got that – in them to like sustain that yeah. you have other things going on. They, in that time did the Deadpool movies, like, you know, right. and, and other, you know, they, like they all have other things going on. You know, what was Chris Hemsworth doing in 2011? He was doing a Thor movie. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's like, no one's got that kind of endurance that that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you have to just like get it over the finish line. Um, but like going back to what you were saying, earlier about like the scary thing Mm -hmm. being the to me like it's like who's governing this right because because if you look at it as like if the person so so in this case it's steve the the mad scientist who is governing administrating doses but he's not a perfect specimen to be it's like who's there has to Unless you eventually hand that over and make it like automatic computer generated doses and things like that, like there has to be some sort of equalizer there. You're always going to have an imperfect person administering um, subjective information and doses. And then it's just like this massive domino effect. 
And that is a disaster. It was a disaster. I mean, even in like this small study. Well, I think I think the 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 conclusion that I got to was all of the drugs really didn't matter except for the OBDX. The other the other drugs were basically the things to push the human psyche to its limit and then see if the OBDX, the B6 on the bingo card, um, would override it. Could someone sentence someone that they loved to die? That was kind of the the okay. overarching question. And if they and Steve felt if they could do that, then OBDX was effective. And to me, the natural progression of what this was was not like, oh, everyone would get doses and like, you know, whatever for a thing. To me, this would be the equivalent of like putting it in the water. Mm. This would be the equivalent of making sure that all processed foods had like, you know, 0.002% of OBDX just to get everyone just a little bit more compliant. Like mm -hmm. that's that's the fear that that's that's the Orwellian nonsense that my brain goes to. I never took it as oh, they're going to install these packs on everyone's back, <laughs> which side note that we've talked about good and bad about this movie. Let's talk about the stupid and I get you need these things to make movies move forward, but like the whole thing is administered through a vial container on the person's back. Uh huh. Called a Moby Pack. Called a Moby Pack. And, uh, but apparently, if you like tap them wrong, they go haywire. Like, and, and they, they're like flood your system. Yeah. Yeah. They're giving like things like Darken Flocks and Phobica to people that's going to make them move sporadically and freak the fuck out. Hell, the Love Actin makes people uh, have intercourse rather vigorously. So, like, the, the, like, those things, like, how that was a plot point, like, oh, if they get tapped, then things go wrong and, like, your iPad app won't, like, do the shit. And I'm like, Fuck you guys. Like, I, I, and again, I don't know how you do it better, and it's a minor thing, but, like, this is not, like, there's a problem with this design. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is it, is it just, like, as a movie maker, like a filmmaker, is that, is it not as satisfying? Would it not, did they not think it would be as, like, visually satisfying if it were, like, a chip in the brain? You know? Right. You, I, like, I, were they going for, like, that visual nonsense of, yeah, I mean, I think the visual, like, and here's, okay, here's the flip side of that stupid thing, to your point. I think the, the what was it called, a Moby Pack? Moby Pack. Like the, like the, uh, Moby Pack. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> like the uh, hit Scientologist artist, Moby. Um, oh, my <laughs> uh, He, uh, so, like, it looks neat. There's little color-coded things in the back, and you open up, and there's little vials, and, like, yeah, it looks neat. That looks cool. And if you're, and if you're bad guy or your thing, your antagonist is a pharmaceutical company, it makes sense that it's a drug. Um, the chip in the brain wouldn't be as visually pleasing, but would make more sense, I guess, logically, depending on what we're trying to go for. But then if you're testing chemicals, how do you get in the brain? I don't fucking yeah. know. And Elon's trademarked it, so. Fucking Elon Musk. God damn it. <laughs> One day. I want one day, Jess. You weren't the first today, so don't worry. You didn't break the streak. I want one day where I don't hear that guy's name. That's all. Oh my That's all. You think you're irritated. So my family, like my home, there's a SpaceX in my hometown. Okay. McGregor, Texas, where they test rockets. And the town is, it's a town of like 5,000 people. It's really small, but the town is outraged and the surrounding towns are outraged because guess what the rocket testing does to like everyone's windows, 
walls, floor, like everything, everything, like every time they set off a rocket, it like breaks something. And so you can't say his name in my hometown because people like riot. (laughs) That sucks. I'm so sorry to hear that that is happening. Uh, (laughs) Add it to the list of just the myriad of of dickish nonsense that that man does. Um, He, you know what? (laughs) I mean, Steve, Steve in this movie is obviously more charismatic uh than than Mr. Musk, but like this is this this plan reeks of something uh, to your point like that would just be like uh, uh, uh not a company that not something that he invents because he's actually never invented anything except figuring out how to spend his father's blood emeralds um but uh it would be a company that he would then buy and then try to erase its history and put his name on uh I think that would be par for the course um man, no one tell Elon about fucking obedix. <laughs> no. Uh, but it was can I tell you a little bit of a personal tangent cuz I was interested I this movie is not what I thought it was going to be cuz I was just like oh they're doing I knew I understood they were doing like mind control. So I recently cut me off if this is getting like too No, here we go. Let's fucking get weird. Okay, let's get weird because I've been doing Are you familiar with Joe Dispenza? Dr. Joe Dispenza? No. So I've been doing his work. And what it is, so he's not super mainstream, but he in like pop culture, but he is in like the wellness world. He's like very prolific. May, may I ask my first question? Mm-hmm. What is his doctorate in? He is a chiropractor who his story is he in the 80s got into a car or a car hit him while he was riding a bike okay and because he was a chiropractor he, he and it shattered his spine he was supposed to have a surgery but because he knew how the spine you know looked and functioned and worked he opted not to get surgery because he didn't feel right about it and so he was just laying there every day and he would imagine over and over again his spine healing I'm and making I'm making a face, everybody. Continue. Making- continue, Jess. <laughs> and he this is like real this is real stuff. Like there's <laughs> Well Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. There's there's data, Matt. Okay. There's but- there's data. All right, keep going, keep going. Heals his spine literally by thought. And goes on tour for like there's like there's been a couple of documentaries. There was a documentary called What the Bleep, and there was a documentary. I think it's still on Netflix called Heal. Okay. And there's there they they were doing these documentaries where they had like several people talking about like anomalies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk in Heal, they talk about like how water has memory and like literally like how like you know when you speak to your water, like you can literally like bless your water and like change the chemistry of the water so that whenever it goes inside of you, it can like give you kind of like a biological upgrade. It can do that for your, you see this experiment with like flowers and things like that, where someone like tells the flower, I love you. And it'll like the frequency of love, like the flower gets better. Well, well, I mean, yes, I, I know the things of which you speak now. Now flowers are alive Yes. Uh, and therefore, there's many ways that we interact with plants that we don't fully understand. So I 100% am on board for the ability to have sound waves resonate with a living thing that changes how it acts. That is, uh, I am on board. That says, that's but the we first. we also that. 
but that's the that's the first the, the new AV thing that I will I will sign off on. Okay, but so I'm giving you the I'm giving you the setup for what that is. So that's okay. how he like got into it, and then people were asking all these questions. Blah blah blah. How do you do it? So he starts. I don't know if that he has his doctorate now in um, neuroscience, but. He works with HeartMath Institute and he works with a lot of like hospitals and doctors and they there's there's a lot of data there's a lot of measuring where you basically like if you can if you can meditate and get your brain coherent so in other words like we're it, it, it's high beta so like if I'm talking to you and I'm also like thinking about what I need to do like right after this and I'm also like irritated by the sound in the background and blah, 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 like your brain gets incoherent because it starts just like things are like lighting up like all over the place but oh, if sure. you can like train yourself to get into brain coherence through meditation and at the same time, get your heart to beat coherently through like breathing and meditation. Um, get your heart to beat coherently? Coherently. Because sometimes your heart like will – whenever you're irritated, when you're stressed, when you're in flight or flight, fight, fight or flight, you get like your heart beats. You want a steady heartbeat. Yes. Okay. So if you can get a coherent brain and a coherent heart, it's like you can essentially make yourself a magnet and you can make your like – magnetic field like bigger around you so sometimes when you give your energy to like the thing that you're stressed to like your energetic field the electromagnetic field that's around a human being is what you're saying so this is so but basically like there are people that can essentially go so deep into that that they can give themselves a biological upgrade because it's because then you can get electricity you can get energy to go and once it hits your heart it goes into your brain this took a turn jess Yes, but no, okay, but this is what I'm saying. So it's like there is a way where you can self-regulate and do it to yourself and literally like change your heart and change your frequency. And it's kind of the same thing, but without like all of like the toxic masculinity that's happening with Steve and such. And And without the fun nicknames for chemical compounds. (laughs) Um, Okay, let me let me let me digest what you, you just said. Uh, so I was like, oh, is it going to be like that? <laughs> it was not. No. Um, but we, we've opened this Pandora's box, so let's fucking go. I, 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 uh, listeners, you didn't sign on for this, but we're doing it. So here we go. Um, okay. And I promise that somehow we'll tie it back to the movie. Yeah. I am a believer in the ability. That, I, I, I'm a believer in in. In the fact, I feel, that the human body is just a hyper-complex machine. Uh, if you look even down to a cellular level, we are bu- if, if what we know of, of cells and atoms and protons and neutrons and electrons is all true, maybe there's something smaller, who knows, but we are all pieces of pieces of pieces of pieces of pieces of things. And you can break the building blocks of reality down to a certain point. We have understand it to a certain point, but we don't understand it beyond that, of course. But, but I'm a belief in the order of that system. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if the human body has the ability to heal, naturally you cut your finger, your skin grows back. That is, mm-hmm. that is programming, and I'm using that term loosely, that your body as a machine has to grow more skin and tissue and stop the blood from, you know, yada, 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 right? Like, so Mm -hmm. we know that works. I am not above the idea or I do not think it is too wackadoo to think that your brain knows how to do this stuff subconsciously in certain ways. 
that you couldn't somehow transcend some safeguards and basically overclock yourself to do some of the things that you're discussing. That's that's not where I'm where I'm tangenting off uh, from from your from this this thing that you're you're talking about. Okay, you go ahead and finish because I haven't even given you all of it. Well, hold on. But here is where I feel, Jess, it's the end of our Fast and Furious movie, and you're in that one car, and I'm in the other, and we nod at each other knowingly, and then we take the fork, and we just drive different directions to our own destinations uh, while that song, uh, And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again, plays in the background. I don't believe, yet I have not done the research. I have been doing a 12-part course. Okay, of course. Okay, but is it his course? Yes. Okay, so let but now let me. Is, this stuff is ancient. This oh, is like, this no, is here we go. Like, there have been people that have been healed. Like, healing has been happening. Uh, spontaneous healing has been happening. I am not years. saying that that the methodology behind this thing is necessarily wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the structure of its, how do I put it? The idea is that you have, I feel like I haven't told you enough. Like the idea is that you have to break the habit of being yourself. Like if I wake up in the morning, like this sounds a lot like obediext. The brain is like an artifact of like you 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 go to the same coffee machine. Sure. Like you get up, you shower, blah blah blah, and it's like you start remembering everything from yesterday. And like seventy percent by the time you're age thirty five, like you're just rem- you're just thinking the same thoughts over and over again. And if you can get to a point also, because it's not just the breathing and the coherence. Sure. It's like if you can break the habit of thinking the same and being different and like learning new things. Like I felt like when I started doing martial arts, that was like a game changer. Like it changed my life. A hundred percent. Because I like learned and was operating and like my, you know, coordination, like it's like everything, it goes upside down topsy turvy. And so that's just like an example. It's like, if you can fundamentally like do something to make yourself be different, like you do have some degree of control over your own biology like you you can make yourself happier i i 100 percent agree and 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 i will look into this stuff on my own i don't want to again i'm not in the business of poo-pooing what my friends like to do i am saying uh the while i believe the possibilities of what you have said i am always skeptical Mm -hmm. of the one person who says, ah, yes, this is the way because it is. And again, I, again, I, this is me just paraphrasing off of things that you've said. I'm this, I know it's more complicated than this, but like this is ancient stuff that has worked forever. And then here's a bunch of terminology. I'm going to bolt to it. Like, again, I think what happens, what you're describing is possible. And I think in variations, people have been doing elements of that. Again, through things like martial arts, through things like basically knowing and accepting how your body works, um, understanding it more beyond just the the uh, your consciousness level, going back into like the actual like 
again, I'm using different verbs right now, which are or different nouns uh, that are incorrect, but like the code of how your body functions. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing that I always take umbrage with is like, how do I put this? Moving it to a place where it's like, Where it feels, where it feels a little like Steve in this movie. <laughs> I know you're because you're thinking that I am in a cult and I'm following a great white coat. <laughs> like that's what you're thinking. I don't think it's like- a cult. I think it's a course. I mean, again, there's there's lots of um, there's lots of sort of uh, things out there that again, and I, please please no, I don't think that what we're discussing and what you're doing is like damaging in any way. I I think that. The way in which these things are described to me, not just by you, but really honestly by anyone, I am instantly skeptical because more often than not, there is not consistent enough results and or data to back up these things. Again, I feel like there are instances of it. Heck, I don't even know the whole spine story, right? The whole the whole thing about like thinking about his spine and like healing his spine. It sounds cuckoo banana face, but it could have happened. I I am curious about the data. I'm curious about the secret bingo card in this dude's journal. Oh uh, uh, about- you were like, by it. like even as it was coming out of my mouth, you were like, nope. It's like he literally had this man had a broken back and then he did it. Like, what more data do you need? Well, I, I, I kind of need to see. I mean, again, I, I would need. Let me rephrase. I would need to see spinal surgeons and doctors discussing his charts and seeing what was happening and being like, oh, oh my. other doctors on top of this doctor. Yeah, you need, this is what science is, Jess. You need <laughs> multiple people <laughs> to I'm say. I'm telling you there's a documentary about it. Like there are other people. No, 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 no. I understand. I'm going to look at it. I am. I promise you I am. I'm just saying that's what I need to believe this stuff. I need, I need basically peer review is 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 honestly the yeah. thing I always look for. Again, if I didn't need peer review and I'm just like, well, this sounds crazy. I don't believe it. Then I'd be no better yeah, than there is data. There is data. Because I wouldn't have just like hopped on a weird culty train without it. Like it is very scientific. And he like says like science like scientific language is the contemporary language of mysticism. Like it's like there is language now that we have for that because we're able to measure things we're able to, to do brain scans and measure when you're in high beta and alpha and theta and gamma and like all these things Sh- sure yes i listen i'm about to be living in the multiverse and you can come or not come. <laughs> well I, you know where I'm I, headed. I'm going straight to 5D, Matt. I do. I do appreciate. I do appreciate uh, the verbal ants you just threw at me because uh, that was that was uh, some intense stuff. No. It, well, okay. I'm even going to bring it back. This our weird ass 15 minute tangent <laughs> into the self healing uh, abilities of a spine doctor. Uh is weirdly enough why I thought the concept of this movie would interest you because the 
the way in which we believe ourselves to be ourselves, mm-hmm. our consciousness, for lack of a better term, is a conglomeration of all of the chemicals in our body, tell, giving our brain uh, signals to react or unreact. I mean, this is again how we sort of understand it, but like maybe there's a soul or maybe there's whatever. Like, who the fuck knows? That's not what I'm talking about. This movie is taking that concept, the concept of consciousness, the concept of free will in yourself, and basically saying, yeah, but what if capitalism, though? Mm. And taking that sort of away from you. Are you yourself when you are on Laffodil? Are you yourself when you are on Darkenflux? Like, to the point where, I mean, there's, you know, there's... People debate this all the time. Are we, if consciousness is measured by us being conscious, Mm -hmm. are we technically the same consciousness that we were today when we wake up tomorrow? We are, that's, well, that's the dilemma too, is because it's like they're technically, the time is really, because there's only the eternal present moment. It's like everything is just your ego making everything up and filling in. Right. Is that ego the same ego? This is my point. So my my whole thing is this. If we can take the mystery and the the thing that is special about emotion and put it in a fucking bottle, Mm -hmm. is anything sort of a free will anymore? Because if someone else controls that bottle, you don't, you don't. I think no, and I think that's why this was so bleak. It was like super bleak. It's that. It's like that big pharma, scary, dystopian, like like crisis of, um, you know, the the fixing everything, you know, and everything being like the part of the capitalism machine. Like, I, I think that. One, I was, you were right. You were right in the way that I would be interested in this because like that, I like lost my train of thought, but like that's, that's that's all super, um, it just like, I don't know. It just like, doesn't work. I like, I lost where I was like going with that, but I think that. We went a lot of places right now. It's okay. (laughs) Like, where do I want to go next? Yeah. I, I think that like. The other thing, and I, I brought this up earlier, but it's just like the whole like shame. There was a sadness to even in like the in between moments where you really. I'm gonna hit it in a different way than I hit it before. Like you, he sh- like Jeff. There was a shame that he was feeling like after he was forced to like have sex with those girls or whatever, and then he found out that it was happening to like that big guy too, and like whoever like. And it's like he really if it if he wasn't operating out of free will, he shouldn't have had to have felt shame. And so where mm. was that shame coming from? And I think that it goes back to it's like the separation thing. It's like whenever you're not a part, when you feel isolated and when you which is essentially what a prison is doing in the way that we're used to it, you know, like you're boxed up, you're isolated, you're separate from everyone else. And, you know, maybe the healthier way to do it would be to kind of with the prisons that you were speaking of earlier, where it is a little bit more of like a retreat or like a camp where you're instead of, you know, 
the threat of this like sci-fi fixing people with chemicals, like if you're getting people then to like back in community and, you know, increasing like natural levels of oxytocin and making people feel close and not feel separate and not feel shamed, not necessarily, not even just about like what he was having to do in those moments, but they're also, it's, it's, you're already a little bit broken because they felt shame whenever they walked in there yeah. and walking in there with that shame is also creates that separation because it's like, even though he and Lizzie are close, she never revealed until she was forced to why she was in. Yeah. Because she was so ashamed of it. And so it's like you have – so it's just all compounded by the time they get in because then they're having to do all this messed up stuff like once they get in there. Um, and yeah, they, and they even bring up at a point – I'm trying to remember where. This was a minor beat, but I feel like if they'd explored it more, it might have been very interesting. Like how they wished there was a drug that could take away the shame. They mentioned something mm-hmm. along the lines of that. But there's not one because that's memory. That's experience. Mm-hmm. Like so – and I think we've all – we can all relate uh, one way or another. I, I think um, the closest I can relate is being incredibly drunk, right? Like you might do something or do something embarrassing or like whatever when you're, when you're smashed and then wake up feeling absolutely like, oh, God, what did I do, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, in, in this movie, Jeff accidentally – but I mean – still his fault because he was drinking and got behind the wheel yeah gets his girlfriend and and best friend killed so it's it's living with the memory and none of these none of these drugs are made to help anyone in the long term at least in how they're presented yeah this film is uh the darkest possible timeline of the inevitability of the of big pharma on rocky pool yeah yeah so, so I, I'm not saying drugs bad because literally everything we put into our body is a drug and it affects our brain chemistry and then that's oh. how we sort of experience things. You're um, telling me because I just quit caffeine. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know if I could do it. How 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 many days are you clean? Oh my God, a month. Jess, I'm so I'm I'm it, so sorry. Like when I tell like that is a drug. That oh, is yeah, 100 big drug. And like I didn't know it. I during the pandemic I started going to Starbucks because there was a drive through near me and I needed to get something to do. Yeah. I needed to go somewhere. Yeah. And I didn't know at the time that there it's like four times the amount of caffeine as like regular coffee. I didn't like that's that's not that's not entirely true. But they, they do. They do. Out of all of the chains that I know of, Starbucks is the most caffeinated out of the major chains because of how they prepare and roast the beans and, and which beans they use. Um, we just did a whole, we did a two part series in the history of coffee on the oh, channel. It's very, very good. Um, started with dancing goats. Um, but I'll let you watch that, uh, or everyone at home, listen to that as well. Um, well, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, no caffeine's a drug. Everything's a drug. And, yeah. um, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, mean, I know you're doing it for health benefits and that's good. Like I'm, I'm proud of you. However, come about, I'm so sorry. There, like that is a tired I have never felt before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's. I mean, you, you've you've it's trained crazy. your brain how to feel awake, uh, and yeah. then you take the that that highway away, and you're like, well, I guess I could take the back roads. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> but hopefully the scenic route lets you think more. All right. So hold on. We've been talking for a while. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend Spiderhead to someone on this podcast to watch? You know what. I 
wouldn't want to deprive you. Like I wouldn't say don't watch it because I think that there are – I think that it has an appeal. Obviously, it's number one on Netflix. Oh, of course. I've been told all, that. As we've been told. Um, I mean I say watch it and see what you think. Here's the thing. It's not like – I would give it like a mediocre rating. I wouldn't Same. give it a bad rating. Same. I think what what I find interesting about it, not to sort of jump in here, is it's not mediocre because it's mediocre across the board. It's mediocre because it does some things beautifully and it yeah. does some things terribly. And it yes. evens out to being mediocre, which I always find more interesting to discuss. Yeah. So, yeah. So I say – Check it out and see what you think. It's also a light lift if you have a Netflix account and an hour and 40 minutes or whatever it runs. Like, totally. it, you know, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty easy to do. It's not like you have to schlep out, out to, the, uh, to the movie theater to go see it. This is not an only in theaters uh, uh, film. But yeah, anyway, everybody, hi. This has been the only podcast about the film Spiderhead. Uh, Jessica Tucker, mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorite human beings on the planet. Thank you so much for coming in and filling the gigantic shoes of one Shahir Dowd. Uh, when you are not saving my ass and talking about Netflix films, where can folks find you? You can find me on Instagram at Jessica A. Tuck and on Twitter at Jessica Tucker. Tucker with an A. Jessica Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that Tuckero would be your drug name, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> woo! Uh, you can find me uh, over at my website at m a t t h e w k r o l dot com for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P R E Z on Instagram or P S N, and M S Emperor M S K on Twitter. Please say hi to me on Twitter. I'm trying to use it, and not feel terrible, but but uh, maybe that's the 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 darkened flocks of my life. Maybe I do need to take that away. <laughs> Um, now, please also check out the good works we are doing over at Extra Credits. At the time this drops, we will have just done a wonderful Extra Credits episode on how to help find your game's art style. And we will have done Extra History, the first of our new Extra History series about the Ethiopian Empire, which is fucking fascinating. Um, there's ties to King Solomon and it mixes mythology with history. It's so fucking cool. So please go check that out. Um, next week... I, I say this every time, Jack. I'm always like, next week, there's I, a movie. I love next on tease. I don't have, but the, here's the thing. I never have one because we don't oh. know. I, I know there's a couple things coming out that I do want to see. Uh, I'm going to go see Elvis soon. The the Boz Lerman Elvis film, which yeah. I'm very excited about. That looks awesome. Uh, is there anything you're pumped about, Jess? So I still, did you see Jurassic World? Uh, Domination, I did. I did. Yeah. Did you not I see it? No, I want to. I cannot in good faith tell you to go see that movie. It is capital rough. Uh, I want it because the OGs are in it. The OGs are in it. I feel they are wasted and not given. That's a bummer. uh, Look, if you've seen all the other ones, sure. But it's not good, it's not fun, and it doesn't make sense. I don't know how they managed to make a movie about, well, it's supposed to be about dinosaurs. A movie supposed to be about dinosaurs, not fun. But they managed. I don't want to spoil anymore. Actually, I, like, hesitated a little because I was going to go see it, and I was like, wait, did I see the last one? I don't remember. No one remembers. It feels like like it's a a real Mandela-Mandela effect. I Yeah, like, I I know I saw the first first Jurassic World. I know Mm -hmm. I did. 
And this is the third one, yep. right? There is a second one. Fallen Kingdom is the and subtitle. We, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I saw it. I don't it know. ends with a really interesting thing about dinosaurs escaping and repopulating the Earth. And this one, spoiler alert for the first five minutes of Domination, just kind of wipes that away. Oh. <laughs> you know, the most interesting thing about the end of the last movie. Let's not do that. Okay, so it doesn't even matter if I haven't seen it. It really doesn't. There'll be moments where you're like, what? But, like, it's not like the payoff, the answer to that question is worth a damn. So, like, if you just want to watch something big and dumb, sure. But I I do not – I cannot in good conscience tell you that that is a good movie. Really? You know what I was hyped to go see? This is a while ago, but I didn't because I listened to you and she here talk about it was The North Man. Yeah. Part of me is sorry that we talked you out of it, but I understand. I bailed. I was like, I don't want to get it. Yeah. I don't want to go. Well, no, understood. (laughs) Everybody, thank you so much for listening to us today. And uh, listen, uh, if you'd like to email us in and tell us with uh, – pump up with as much uh, verbal answers as you possibly can to our website at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. That's not our website. That's our email. See, I need to up my dose. It's been a day. Everybody, let us know what you thought of Spiderhead. Jess, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.